All right, AOA Podcast, back for another episode, Friday show, weekend show for a lot of people. A lot of people listen on the weekends, Cuddles. Okay, I hope you have a good weekend. I <laughs> hope everybody's having a wonderful weekend. Uh, we got a big show, CVS, pulling all sorts of cold medicines from their shelves. Kind of a crazy story there. Travis and Taylor Swift, what she has forced him to do, which I called, by the way. Uh, are the Real Housewives in trouble? Some people seem to think so. Plus the 15-year revenge plan and America's whoopee count. All that and more on this episode. I don't know if we're getting a J-Sabs, even though the last story is hers. If you couldn't tell, the sex story is hers. Uh, but Cuddles is here. What up, Cuddles? What up? Oh, you know, little of this, little of that. Uh, it's okay. a Friday show. Cuddles has concocted the most wonderful cocktail which i'm going to show you in a little bit i'm also having one too i hope all of you are enjoying whatever it is that you enjoy as we jump into the daily topics of the day uh cvs is pulling cold medicine from the shelves we talked about this a little while ago that there was a study that was done and the food and drug administration came out and said uh hey all those cold medicines yeah maybe don't work um, after doing some additional testing, we kind of figured out that they probably aren't doing anything. And that was a couple of weeks ago. And so now CVS, which is, I believe, the nation's largest pharmacy chain. I mean, if it's not them, it's Walgreens or. Yeah. What's the other one? Right Aid. Right Aid. Yeah, I guess that's probably the top three. And I kind of feel like once one does something, they all do it. Because remember when CVS pulled cigarettes? Oh, my God. Yes. And they became like this health thing. And, and I don't know if Walgreens or the rest of them even still sell cigarettes. I think they all kind of followed suit with that. I could be wrong. I could be wrong with that. But um, today they said that they are voluntarily removing certain common oral cough and cold products after the FDA determined last month that the active ingredient isn't working. A CVS uh, spokesperson said, quote, we are voluntarily removing certain oral cough and cold products that contain phenylphrene. Phenylphrene. There's not an F in that word. Um, has the only active ingredient from CVS pharmacy stores. Other oral cough and cold products will continue to be offered to meet consumer needs. We are aware the FDA committee's the FDA advisory committee's position on oral phenylphenine and will follow direction from the FDA to ensure products we sell comply with all laws and regulations. Um 16 members of the FDA's non-prescription drug advisory committee agreed that oral phenylphrene found in common versions of Sudafed, Mucinex, Vicks, Allegra, and Dayquil isn't effective in offering a relief from nasal congestion. The FDA oh. clarified that neither the agency nor the committee raised concerns about safety issues with the use of oral phenylphrene at the recommended dose. So they don't do anything. Which is not that big of a surprise because, I mean, I feel like we've all been sick in the last two to three months, four months. I feel like the entire country has been sick. Yes. There's been a second pandemic of just sick, just whatever it is, strep or RSV or, I mean, I've had this chest thing for months. It's kind of finally still gone away, but I feel still feel some flare-ups from it. 
Um, you were feeling a little sick. I feel like everybody's allergies are out of control. I don't know what happened during the pandemic or if it was like the year that we all kind of spent away from each other. But coming out of it, I feel like everybody has been a lot more sick with common cold stuff. Yeah. Well, I think we were just all far away from each other and we weren't giving each other like colds and shit like we were. So, you know, we didn't build up more immune, like our immune system. Our kids didn't. That's a definite. Our daughter is just like a walking germ. She's a Petri dish. Oh, God, that one. She's the worst. I hate her. Oh, I mean, yeah, I feel bad that she's been sick so much. Um, Yeah, but I, and I, you know, it's the same thing. Like the first time I went to the doctor, I'm like, yeah, I can't breathe. I'm coughing and I can't breathe. And they were like, okay, go you know, grab some Mucinex and whatever. And then you just grab this stuff and you take it for a week. And it, this is what always drove me crazy about this stuff. You take it for a week. And then you're like, oh, I guess I'm starting to feel better. And I always thought in my head, what if I just didn't take this? I would have still been suffering for a week and it would have ran its course and it would have been out of me. And I would have had $18 more in my pocket. You know? Yes. I think that's what happened to me because when I was talking, when I was taking care of our daughter, Whatever she had, she kind of gave to me, and just nothing really worked. I just, I wrote it out. That yeah. was it. There's nothing. There's nothing more that you can do. Just deal with it. Yeah, just deal with it. I like Robin's idea. Just get the tussin. Remember that old Chris Rock bit? Put a little water. Put a little water. Shake it up. More tussin. <laughs> yeah, that great. There's a fucking because that was true. There was Robitussin. And then there was just generic Tussin. It's just to fucking get it on the old Tussin um, bandwagon. You know uh, where we went wrong? Where? It's just the good old Vicks. Mm. Remember? Or, yeah. You, the good old Vicks just rub it like all over you. On, the, on, the, on your chest and you just breathe it all in under your nose. What did your mother tell us to do that time? Tape onions under under my feet. Oh, yeah, that was it. The onion, the onion thing. Yep. You can't talk to an old Italian woman when you're not no. feeling well. Nope. <laughs> if you have a scratchy throat, you have to stay away from old Italian women because they're like, "What do you got a little? You got a little thing?" I'm. This is what you do. This is what you do. <laughs> Tape onions to your feet. Mm-hmm. Hold you your arm your up like this all day long and bark like a dog for two hours, and then you'll yeah. be. It's going to open you up. It's just going to open you all up, and you're like, I, I don't. Yeah. I was yeah. so miserable though. I remember what did I? I forgot what I what I did, but I was like, if I have this for one more day, I'm I'm going to get fucking onions from the store. Well, you're a bitch, so it's true. It's a good point. It's <laughs> like it's a little early in the show for that, but okay. <laughs> I have to, listen. I'm just being honest. I'll always be honest with you. I'll tell you what. Renee's got the idea here. Hot toddy and sweat it out, Uncle yep. Richard. Uncle Richard would take, whenever he didn't feel good, he would take a shot or he would do a hot toddy. He would do a shot of whiskey, get under the, uh, get under a heavy comforter, just sweat that shit out. He swore mm -hmm. by that. He swore by it. Uh, Trish says anybody who got the vax uh, lowered their immune system. So many I know have been getting more cold, uh, unvaccinated, haven't been catching as many colds. I'll have to check in with Jace Habs and see if, how she's Yeah, doing. I know. I know we have we have to see how that but she's got like I don't know 
She gets sick and it's like nothing. She's out shopping and gallivanting and sending her kids to school. I don't know. We have to do this call. Yeah, she's up to all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um. But that's kind of fucked out. That's kind of fucked up because they're selling all this bullshit that's really not working. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it was. I forget what I'm trying to look into my notes. They switched to this phenyl, this oral phenylphrene a couple of years ago from something else. And I forget what it was. I want to say it was whatever is in Robitussin, but I could be wrong. Somebody in the chat is going to have it. Uh, but they, they made a move to this. This isn't like an old school thing. This this phenylephrine is a new kind of thing. And they switched to it for some reason because whatever was in cold medicine prior, I, f- I don't know what the reason was, but it was like, oh, this is safer and better and all that jazz. And now it's been out for five or six years or 10 years or whatever it is, 15 years, maybe I forget. Um, and now they're like, oh, it's not really, it's not really working. And and they're right. Wasn't, yeah. But wasn't like old cough medicines and old, wasn't there like, like real actual drugs, like cocaine and shit in them? Oh yeah. But a little coca back in the old, they, back in the see, good old days. They fucking knew. Those people, they knew. God. Yeah. Back when we were a country. Am I right, Cuddles? We had mm-hmm. a backbone to us. They were like, let's put a little coke in the medicine. It gives a shit. What's the big deal? Let's make let's... everyone happy. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, we watch, like, shows. Remember when we used to watch Boardwalk Empire? And we're like, mm. all these people did was drink and fuck all day long. You're like, this couldn't have been society. And then the more you get older, you're like, no, nah, I get it. And that's kind of the way. <laughs> it's it is. As I, dr- as, I, as I drink right now. Yeah, at some point they were like, we better get our shit together and stop drinking so much. Maybe we'll get to the moon. And then we did in 69, and then what happened? The 70s hit. We were like, fuck it, let's just do drugs again. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's basically the history of America right there. Gather the kid, Gather around, kids. I'm going to tell you about the history of the United States of America and thus the world. This is kind of how it went. We drank and did some drugs and fucked a lot. Yep. Then we got our and, act together and went to the moon and and it's you just know been dis- a shit show since then. Yeah, we discovered some stuff and then we thought, well, fuck it, let's do some drugs again. And we did. And it was fine for a decade. And then we thought, well, let's then computers came and we were like, oh, we gotta get our let's do some computer stuff. And we did that, and then the nineties came and we did friends and Seinfeld for a little while and and then we've just been kind of floundering ever since. <laughs> exactly. And putting fake shit in our, like, medications and whatever. Yeah. We went from have a little cocaine if you're feeling bad to try this phenylphrene. It's safer for you. It's better. You know? Yeah. That's why everyone was fucking skinny back then. No shit. Because they, they were all coked up. They were all coked up. They were all fucking coked up. Yeah, they were all just coked up. I like you again. You like watch Bulwark Empire or some of these old shows, like you know the old western, and, and you're like, these guys are just. It's like eleven o'clock in the morning, and they're just like, where could I get some booze? And you're like, what? How is how is this a way to live? And now we look at it and we go, they had it figured I, out back then. They they might have had a something going there. What are we doing? Taking our ineffective phenylphrene on our way to our fucking yoga class. You know, just so we can drink mashed up greens in a glass and watch so we could live, stretch it out and live another six months to a year. Well, it's not going to make a difference. No, I'm fucking done with these people on earth now, right? As it is. 
It's amazing how different this attitude of the show is on a Friday. <laughs> By Friday, we're like done with everyone's fucking bullshit. <laughs> like we're week. done. It's just been a week of bullshit. We're like, fuck it all. <laughs> I am I'm done with the kids, even though I'm going to see them in a couple hours when they wake up at the ass crack of dawn. I'm done with the teachers asking for shit. I'm, I'm just done. Um, I'll say this, you know, our government really doesn't do much. You got to give a, that is a fucking fact. Yes. You got to give a little credit here. At least somebody, I mean, they might be six years too late, but at least somebody had the balls to be like, uh, I don't know if that stuff's really working. Maybe we should get rid of it. And that's the beautiful thing too, about our government. They just kind of pointed it out. It took CVS to say, we're going to pull this from the shelves. You know, because up until then, nobody did anything. Um, no, because because they were afraid. They're afraid some crazy ass. I don't vaccinate my kids. Kind of a woman was going to be like, oh, I found this medical report because I follow it. Look, and then it goes viral. And then everyone looks like they're bad and they're trying to, you know, give everyone toxic shit. So it's like, <laughs> let's be the first ones to do this. Let's look like the good guys. Mm. That felt like a little bit of a shot at, at Janine there. I don't know. No, no. Janine's children are vaccinated, like normal oh. vaccines, like, you know, like everyday ones that we get because, you know, our kids to go to school, they have to take like 755 vaccinations. Those. Mm, got it. Got you know, it. the ones that have to homeschool their children. Now I'm on your now I'm on your page. Now you get it. Now those those crunchy people. Walgreens, that's one of my favorite things that you say. Walgreens um, has told Fox Business that they are closely monitoring the situation now. Uh, not good enough. Not good enough. That's what they're saying. They're like, oh, we're, we're closely monitoring the situation. Everyone listening, everyone watching, remember that. Walgreens doesn't care. <laughs> Walgreens doesn't give a shit about you. No, they are. For profit. But this always bugged me too, because like um <laughs> the um oh, I'm gonna get to that in a sec, DJ. The uh whatchamacallit, what do I take for the allergies? Claritin. Okay, this is what I could never understand. Cause this got me the first time around a couple of years ago. They have Claritin D. That's the good stuff. Then I guess some some kids started snorting it or whatever, and then they had to put it back behind the pharmacy area. Yeah. And then they came out with just regular Claritin, and that's what's on the, the shelves. Who wants that? Because I made the mistake before, like when they first made that switch and I didn't know what was happening, I bought the regular Claritin, and it did nothing for me for a week until I think you were like, oh, you got to go get the Claritin D. Now I got to get my driver's license to yeah. get the Claritin D to get something that will maybe kind of work. Like Claritin D maybe might help you a little bit. What is that Claritin shit? Like, why should they be allowed to sell? Who's taking that and going, oh, great. I can breathe now. Like, I don't know anybody who's like, let me get the regular bullshit Claritin on the shelves. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I'm starting to think that there are a lot of like stupid people in yeah. this country that will will just be like, oh, they don't know that. So they just go buy, oh, this Claritin. I'm going to buy it like fast. Let me get it. I have to go behind the like, you know. Stuff like that. I want to know. Yeah. Who are these fucking people that are buying the regular bullshit Claritin? Yeah. I'd like to know that too. Get rid of that shit next. That's got to go. It's yeah. not doing anybody any good. 
Fuckers? Obviously. Obviously. Um, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And see, first topic in the bag. Uh, DJ Shenanigan wants to know, was my mother proud of the video? Oh, God. I don't know. So we put out a short or a reel or a TikTok today, depending on what social media network you like to watch. And um, I saw this guy who is it? I think it was I don't know, the name is kind of offensive, but it's his name. Fat gay guy, I think it's called. What's his name? Hold on. Now I got to go back and find him. Zan, He's embracing uh, himself. Yeah, no, he is. I just I feel like when I say it, it's bad. Uh, it comes out of gay fat friend. Like if it comes out of my mouth, I, I'm not going to make an apology video to gay fat friend. But gay fat friend comes out with this video and he goes, you either lived in a house where you were proud of your farts or you were fart shamed. And I was like, that's an interesting topic. So I thought it would be funny to do a stitch like we did with the Will Smith video where I blow a fart. Then I call my mom to see how if she was proud or not. You thought it was funny. I did. And I think she would be proud, especially since. I have been in your family for 15 years now, and the amount of times that they talk about bowel movements, I don't think that they would have a problem with it. I think she'd be proud of you. We do talk about bowel movements an awful lot. It's weird. And it's not from a isn't farts funny perspective. It's from a are you healthy perspective. I don't know who, which one of my great, 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 great grandmothers or grandfathers had a blockage but ever since that moment this family has been overly sensitive about making sure everybody is pooping enough yeah that and death so bowel movements and death are the like topics that's true that happen at holidays yes with this family let me give you the synopsis of thanksgiving do you hear who died are you shitting are you pooping okay that is thanksgiving in in my family's house no, or do you have any watermelon? Watermelon helps me go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, that's my mother. My mother My mother is like, watermelon helps me go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right. And then the next day, she's like, you know what helps me go? Uh, pancakes in the morning. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. Then the next day, she's yeah. like, I'm like, have you ever had prune juice? She's like, no, prune juice doesn't work. But I'll tell you what does work really well. Lo mein. I go, I think you just shit a lot, mom. I'm not sure. But I'm yeah. pretty- Pretty sure none of your remedies are actual things that help you have a bowel movement. But okay, if it's working for you, I'm happy for you. you know? Yeah, so I think I think your family would think, be very proud of you. The worst thing you can say in my family is I'm constipated. That that will put you oh. on 24-hour intensive care watch. They will just oh, be... Oh, my God. Everybody be will be calling you. Yeah. Did everybody you will, yet? Yes. Did, yeah. Is he okay? Did he and go not yet? only. Not only will they call you, but my mother will call my aunt and be like, aunt, aunt hasn't shit in a day and a half. And that will ju- and then my aunt will call my uncle and be like, your nephew's not pooping. <laughs> Can you call Wait, him? No, no exact, that's exactly. Can you call him? They say, send <laughs> your uncle after you. But when you say my your mother will call you, you don't mean she'll call you. She calls me. She does. She calls me. She, she, she doesn't struggles. call you because she knows you won't pick up because you don't want to deal with all that. So she calls me. And then I think she's calling because she wants to talk to her grandkids. 
And well, it's I, actually, she doesn't give a shit about her grandkids. <laughs> she wants to talk to you about can, you. Yeah, I could be in the middle of my day or talking to somebody or having lunch, and, and all of a sudden my uncle's on the phone going, or have you pooped yet? And I just go, then I go, I can't be answering this phone anymore. So she calls you. Yeah, she calls me, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not with him. I don't know what's going on. You could call him. And she's like, he doesn't answer. Yeah, and, and then like, she goes with this, okay. just call me when you poop. Just when you when you have a nice bowel movement, give me a call. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And then here's the other thing too. They also they also have my mother has this my mother who's in Florida, six hundred however many miles away from us here in New York. Whenever I go to the bathroom, she calls. I don't know what it I feel like yeah, we should sweep the sense. house for a camera. Because I feel like just the moment I walk into the bathroom, I, boom. And it's never a phone call, it's a FaceTime. And that's yeah. when I, that's when I get like, I'm like, I'm on the, I can't, I can't answer on the talk. I gotta, can't answer a FaceTime now. And then no. she goes right to you and goes, and then she goes like this. You never answer my calls. That's why I don't like calling you. Yeah. I got, I'm on the, I'm the and, and she will call you, you block it. You don't want to talk. And then she calls me, is everything okay? Anthony's not picking up. Yeah. He's never going to pick up. I want to tell her he's never going to pick up, but I feel bad, so I can't. So I just take one for the team. I would pick up if I wasn't on the toilet. I should be like Janine's brother. Janine's brother who likes to send us pictures of his bowel movements. Oh, God. Uh, I should just I should just answer the FaceTime with the camera just facing the toilet with the bowel movement. See how that does for everybody. Knowing your mother, she would cheer, and she would be jumping up for joy that you were in there. Mm -hmm. yeah, so cool. it's not going to have the reaction that you think it's going to have the opposite. All right, listen, I feel like this episode's been really shitty so far. <laughs> um, no, but so I so I saw a fat what was it, gay fat friend? I forget now. And uh, I was like, oh, this would be a funny little thing. But let me bring everybody. Let me give everybody a little background, a little insight. None of that video was real. So the fart wasn't real because I couldn't summon, like, I can't fart on demand. So the fart was a sound effect. And then I was like, I should, I, I went to find somebody, like a sound effect of a woman answering the phone saying hello, couldn't be found anywhere. I thought I'll call my mother and just do it and see how it goes. And then I thought this will land me in a three hour conversation of her, of me trying to explain to her how it was just, a five yeah, second she, comedy yeah, skit. She doesn't understand that. You can't do that to her. She, yeah. So I called Cuddles. So Cuddles is who you hear say hello. And then yeah. Cuddles panicked because she had I just was, left yeah. the house a minute ago to take our daughter to the bus stop. And I don't know. I guess you panicked because I called. Yes. Well, well I know we why have you panicked. A family member who is very ill. Who's not so I yet. was like, I, yeah. So you calling me made me think that your mother got in touch with you about you know our family member yeah so i was like all upset yeah. but no you're calling me just for a stupid part of your whatever <laughs> so none of it was real but i thought i hope it was kind of entertaining for people in the morning i don't know i thought my exhale was a little gross so after i watched it back i was like i exhaled a little it's quite disgustingly me going <clears throat> like <laughs> I just thought it was a little, oh god, a little disgusting. But anyway, it's out there. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? I don't really care. Uh, a lot of people wrote in that they enjoyed it, so that makes me happy. I appreciate all the, uh, all the kind words. Oh, that's um, nice, Robin and Paige and DJ Shenanigans. Thank you for asking. But that's a little behind the scenes 
on our little two-second comedy skit from uh, earlier today. Uh, but I also, I did kind of, as somebody who does take pride in their farts, I felt like kind of a Barry Bonds, like an imposter, going to a pre-recorded fart. You know? Yeah. Like Frank's brother or Janine's brother wouldn't talk. Like, I don't want them to find out because I feel like I'll be shamed forever. If they discover that I, uh, that wasn't a, a unique, genuine fart. That you couldn't fart on demand? Yeah, because those guys are like fart hall of famers. Like, they know Ooh. what they're doing. They, they know what's happening. Okay, well, that's gross. Cuddles, what did you, what's your cocktail there that you made? What do you call that? A lemon? Oh, a, a lemon drop martini. I'm actually making myself another one as we speak. A lemon drop martini. Yes, I'm putting two ounces. Well, it's going to be a little more than two ounces of vodka. Oh, shit. It's vodka, like triple sec. And then I made fresh simple syrup. Okay, go me. Fresh lemon juice. I got some cinnamon. No, not cinnamon. No, just sugar, and I zested some of the lemon. Shake it up. I got my glass in the freezer right now. Okay. And that's it. She frosted the glass, ladies and gentlemen. That is an alcoholic's dedication right there. That's what I like to see. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Listen, got to do what you got to do. That's important. I remember the first time... I went over to my sister's house. My sister's a little bit older than me. Um, Look, I don't know if I put the triple sec in now. Nah, I put a little more on just to make sure. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, I visited my sister, and uh, she gave my dad a beer. She's like, you want a beer? My dad's like, yeah, okay. She goes into the freezer and pulls out a mug. She was frosting the mugs. This was like in the 90s. And I was just like, I didn't know you could do that. Like I see, I saw it in restaurants, but I was like, the idea of doing it at home was like beyond me that you could put a mug in a freezer. You know, it, granted, keep in mind, I grew up in a household where you stuffed the freezer with food yeah. until you, you didn't have one square <clears throat> tiny inch left. Yeah, there was no room for it, so that's why. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a new thing for me. But anyway, yes. Um. We have, uh, I just posted a photograph of your cocktail cuddles on our Instagrams. So go check it out on the Instagram. Like it while you're there. Share it. Weekend cocktail, the lemon drop by Cuddles. Um, Recipe will be, I'll put the recipe in later on, but just got the photo out there. It looks delightful. Uh, On Instagram, we are. Anthony's faves, Anthony's faves on Instagram. You could also get the link from anthonyonair.com. Travis and Taylor. I called this. You did. And I am thrilled about it. Because when I saw the headline this morning, I, I gave one of these. Nobody was in the room with me, but I gave it one of these. Told you so. I told you so. Uh, Travis Kelsey has bought a $6 million mansion. $6 million. He lived in a million-dollar home in Kansas City. He has now purchased a $6 million mansion. 
in Kansas City. Why might you ask? For more privacy. And we're moving on up, moving on up to the east side. He was a humble gentleman with a simple million-dollar home. He was living the trailer trash life, right? He was living the life of simplicity until that Taylor Swift came into his life and said, this is not good. I will not live in this filth. You get me a proper home with high shrubbery and security detail and a staff, damn it, staff to throw flowers down at my feet. No, he would never get a staff. He said, yes, ma'am. Oh, he's got a staff. No way. He's got a staff, all right. You can't have a $6 million home without a staff. You know how big these things are? I mean, a cleaning staff, but like. Oh, there's a cleaning staff. He's not going to have like a butler. Like, I can't see. Oh, butler. Oh, butler. Uh, cook. Okay. Oh yeah. Cheers, people. Cheers, people. Cheers to you. Cheers to the weekend. He's got it all. That that manipulative whore, Taylor Swift, just spoiling our 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 poor Travis. Listen, she's worth what, like practically a billion dollars. She's worth so much the Federal Reserve takes loans from her. I'm telling you. Yeah. And it's also for her safety. Wasn't his on like a fucking street? Yeah, it was like, yeah, you could see the sidewalk from the bedroom window. Oh, she can't do that. She can't live like that. The savage. Um by the way, I don't think you called it. I'm very proud of you. You said it. I did call it. I thank you did call it by the way i don't think taylor's a whore just kind of threw that line in there because i don't know how the promo is going to go later i might want to turn on the taylor i might want to turn on the swifties get them all fired up a little bit you know what i'm saying that's right christine he needs to be nice yeah i don't think she's a whore she's just fine there ain't nothing wrong with her but um but yeah i uh i definitely like it's it's clear though where like i knew it from the get like i mean this there is no way she was going to live like he lives like the simple life. Like, I mean, Travis makes a good living. He obviously makes a lot of money in the NFL, but he doesn't make entertainer money, you know, and the and his window of money making, as most NFL athletes are, is a short four it's, to possibly eight year window. That's it. exactly there's no residuals in, in the NFL. Yeah, she's been doing it for 17 years and she's going to do it for another 30, you know. These singers just never go anywhere. And then their their songs just continue to make money for them, their catalog, their publishing rights, their merchandise. So this is just she's just never gonna stop making money. She can't be living in a one million dollar home. That's the slums to her. It really it legitimately is the slums to her. She can't live like that. So he's bought a new house. But this is, I'm telling you, and this is part of the problem. And it's through no fault of anybody's. And I'm dead serious about this. He is going to change. He has to. Uh, Taylor Swift is just on a different stratosphere. You can't be a commoner and date this woman. It's impossible. The second she came over and there was fucking paparazzi 10 feet away taking photos, he had to change his lifestyle. And it's not going to be the only thing he changes. Because I bet you if he's driving a a, a Ford F-150 that's going to change to a uh, uh, $200,000 Land Rover. You know, it's just, he's just going to keep 
evolving and changing to to catch up to her lifestyle. That's just kind yeah, of what happens. I, I don't know about the car situation because they were seen in, wasn't it like an Impala? Like he had an old school Impala. Yeah, I think like, so. Like all that's kind of cool to like the younger generation. Mm. I don't know. Certain things I don't think so. I think he was, he's too, the way that his mother like raised them, I don't think too much will change. Mm. I don't overly like him. I like his brother better than him. You saved yourself with the brother bit there because for a while there, I thought we were going to have to send out an apology video for what you just said. He's, people are like, he's the, he's the guy right now. Every, every female is like, I, oh, I didn't realize how attractive he was. Who, Jason or Travis? Travis. Oh, no. No, he's just like too pretty boy. I don't, I'm not attracted to that. Like, that's not like someone who's, he's like too into like what he wears and his, like, that just like is a turn off to me. Most, most NFL guys are like that though. Keeping up with the Jones type of situations. Yeah. I'm not like that. Yeah. You know, far, a few people are. Hence why I'm married to you. Thank you very much. Uh, and I appreciate that marriage. I encourage you to keep it going. Um, what was I going to say? You know who... Gene bangs old homeless guys. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I hit a... <laughs> I hit a button. What? I was oh, like, you stink. That was the old... What the uh, fuck was that? That was our... Um, whatchamacallit? When we did Halloween last year and I had the stupid bird. <laughs> I accidentally hit it. I thought you said something. I'm like, what voice is that, Cuddles? Yeah, that was not me. Yeah, at what point did you have to... This is a good point from Paige. Uh, at what point did you have to just go, oh, I was... Uh, Crocs guy. I gotta just deal with Crocs guy. It just, like, makes you happy. If yeah, you're If you're comfortable and you're happy, it's less bullshit that I have to deal with. I have two children to already deal with. I don't want to have to deal with a third. So if the Crocs make you happy and they're not annoying you, you're not mm. annoying me. It's true. Credit to me, though. I'm on the same pair of Crocs from the day we got married. That's Those were some old-ass Crocs. Yeah, but you're not wearing them every single day. I wish I was, though. I wish yeah, I, was. I know you wish you were, but you're not Life wearing them so every great. single day. That's, you know... Life is so great. Uh, he's got a 16,000 square foot residence, which includes six bathrooms, a tennis court, and a pickleball court. He doesn't need a pickleball court. Yeah, you Look know at Travis. Like, this is like every, by the way, every guy has this conversation with a guy friend. They go like this. What are you doing? Like every time a guy starts dating a girl, he changes himself to impress the girl. And he's got a guy friend right next to him going, fuck are you doing? You Who know? said that to you? Nobody, Frank. No. <laughs> Frank did no, not Fra say that. Frank, Frank did say, what the fuck are you doing? He said it to you in the club. You didn't hear him. He probably did. <laughs> no, but it's the truth, though. He's got, now he's got a, now he's Travis Pickleball Courts. That's what we're all going to call him. You know? Yeah, isn't that, like, big now? Isn't everyone playing that? 
I guess so. You know what? If you find me on a pickleball court, smash me over the face with a pickleball paddle because I don't deserve it. It just, I hate fucking trends. I hate when people are like, oh, you know what? Like, you know what's good now? The pickleball. Kill yourself. Okay. I hope you fucking blow out a knee on that pickleball court, you piece of shit. What's the difference between pickleball and like tennis? Well, back when we were a country with borders, we played tennis. Now we just like, oh, too big of a court. We had a, uh, uh. I have no idea. I, I don't know. Okay. okay. I'm just doing things that I, I feel like would make Frank uncomfortable. Um, I guess pickleball court, but they do actually, the truth is I, I did read an article. Kill me for this, that they, people are blowing their knees out on those pickleball courts. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Something about, cause they're, they're kind of like tighter. They're smaller. So they're, I guess they're cutting back and forth. They got to like, you know, there's not enough room to run around. They, so they kind of stop short. This is why I don't do this kind of shit. Well, you know, pickleball. Like, listen, because we know a little bit about pickleball because my my parents are in a retirement community. I have no problem with the retirees doing it. Like, they were like, "Oh, I found a thing that's like a little fun pickleball," you know, that kind of shit. And then next thing you know, all of a sudden, there's just like fucking twenty eight year olds in Brooklyn that are like, oh, "Do you want to go to the new pickleball uh, club?" Fucking oh. So fucking they yeah they play Mumford and Sons we play pickleball on a Saturday it's great you know oh my yeah. god but honestly if people are like getting hurt your parents and the people in the villages should be like the last people doing it then yeah but they're also having unprotected sex with large groups of people and so what's a you know what's a little it's a little pickleball and a blown out knee every now and then you know what I'm saying really better than that's, a blown out true. back which is what they're used to hi Sab's line. Um, Real Housewives. I'm concerned about this. Do you remember when we used to be Real Housewives people, Cuddles? Those first couple years of Jersey, we were all over that shit. It became really trashy. Yeah, well, it became the same thing. This is why I bailed out of Real Housewives. Let's go to lunch. Okay. Then the two wives go to lunch, and they go, you know who's a real whore piece of shit is that Deborah? And then the one girl would go back and go call Deborah, be like, Deborah, you want to go to lunch? And then, yeah, okay. You know who called you a real whore piece of shit is that Connie. And now now we have the big party where everybody's there. And now it's like, oh, what's Connie and Deborah going to do to each other? You know? Yeah. And it just became this awful, shitty formula that just got tiring after a little while. You know? Yeah. Dang, Deborah. That's right. Deborah's a real piece of shit, too. She yeah. like Deborah, Deborah plays pickleball in fucking Crown Heights. I'll tell you that right now. Um. Well, Vanity Fair is doing what they describe as a deep dive. They have been doing a, get ready for this, a six-month investigation into the real housewives. Do they have nothing else to do with their lives? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Who works on a, you know, there was a reporter down in Miami who did a really long-term investigation, and that person uncovered Jeffrey Epstein. These people want to Jesus Christ want to expose Andy Cohen. I mean, just the fucking level of shittiness we're at is terrible. But yeah, they're doing it. Yeah, who's paying these reporters? I don't even understand it. Yeah, who's paying them? Because who do they think wants to really know like all of this? Who gives a fuck? Well, they're saying, or oh, the rumors are going around the media circles, that the article is expected to delve into the highly demanding work lives of the Real Housewives stars 
and what they trade in terms of their privacy, their image, and even their mental health and relationships with alcohol in order to keep them their much coveted and highly paid roles. I mean, that's exactly what it is. What it, what do people expect it is? You're giving up all of your privacy and your freedoms um, to be a sideshow, a mockery. That's what you are when you're on that show, you know? You're, yes. But everything is, like, so staged. Like, you're going to lunch and they're, you know, they're recording at your house and you get a phone call at your house from, like, it's all recorded. Yeah, it really is. Um, it, it really the the whole thing is 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 really kind of silly and stupid. But I mean, if they're not being buffoons, if they're not being sideshow freaks, I mean, it's why we fell in love with the the Jersey Shore people, right? Because they were crazy drunk oh, assholes going out and making a big fucking scene everywhere. Oh God! You've got to be a bit of a sideshow freak if anybody's going to tune in and pay attention. Nobody's going to watch a television show where people go out, converse with one another, and then go home. Yeah, because now instead of going to a circus to watch the, you know, circus freak, you're sitting at home and watching it on TV. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I listen, and didn't one of the guys, one of the husbands kill himself at one point? They right? both have messes. A lot of them are broke, that they're coming off as like, they're, I have all this money and wearing all these designers and you're yeah. broke as fuck. You're getting divorced. Who's having like, oh, we're renewing our vows after 12 years and like a year later they're divorced. It's all like yeah. pathetic. I will never forget this. One of the housewives, and I'm not going to say the name. People might be able to figure it out. But and I think Cuddles, you know who it is. One of the housewives I did. Um, I don't want to besmirch her because when we were doing the charity softball game, she came one year and she brought like a huge crowd. So it was like a really nice thing. But um, we've run into a bunch of them at Hamptons functions. And I'll never forget one of them came to the radio station that I worked at to do one of the other shows. Like we had a pop station in the building. So she came to do the shit like because like any other Real Housewife star, she had a single at one point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should call Govia. I used to work with this guy, Govia. I had to send him this clip. And uh, he's like, yeah, this housewife, she's got a song. I'm like, oh, is it good? And he's like, no, it's not good. He's like, but if I play it, people, she'll come here and people will talk about us since she comes here. So that's what I'll do. So that's what he did. And I remember, and you remember the station. It was so shitty mm -hmm. and small. And here's this like, it's, this was kind of during her height. And she came to the station and she, like, I'll just, I'll never remember, I'll never forget this. She, like, it was just all over it. Like, I just remember how desperate she was to get airplay. Yeah. And I, I never, I never forgot it. Cause I was like, aren't you above this? Like, aren't you bigger? You're on Bravo and here you are, you know, I mean, granted, you know, but, you know, how it works in radio is if you get airplay on one station, another station knows. Next thing you know, you're on 20 stations. And especially for us, like in the Hamptons or New York or L.A. or Chicago, you get on one of those stations and powerful people hear it, you know, so it can catch on really quickly. And you go from 20 stations to fucking 1500 stations and 
Next thing you know, you got a hit on your hand. So that's what clearly what she was trying to do. But I just remember thinking, wow, this is really like she's like, I expected her to come in, be here for 15 minutes, 20 minutes and be out the door. Because I remember when she came to do the, the softball game with us, she she came and she pitched the first inning and she left. She was like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. And she left, you know, but she was like really working. I remember thinking how desperate that was. And then it wasn't that long later where I saw her right by our house is uh, we have a gas station, we have a Starbucks and we have a McDonald's and most of the celebrities will stop there because most people stop there on their way out to the Hamptons. This is like where Cuddles and I live is like right where everybody stops to to pee and get a coffee and, you know, get, yeah. their, get their kids nuggets before continuing on yeah. to the Hamptons. And yeah. like, what do they call us? The gateway to the Hamptons? The gateway to the Hamptons. Yeah. Uh, so I'm at the gas station and I look over and I see her and I did have that moment where I was like, oh, should I say hi? Cause I've seen her in like two places now, but I didn't. And then I just, rem- I'll never forget that she got into one of those Volkswagen bugs. Yeah. And which, believe me, is a fine car. It's, it's a fine car. But I just remember getting her getting into that. And that was her car. She was driving a Volkswagen bug, which is fine. But this particular housewife, as they paraded her around on television, was like, beyond millions but maybe even billions like she they they acted like she had like all this crazy huge money she had just gotten divorced from a super wealthy guy and i'm like what is she doing driving a fucking volkswagen bug and then i was like maybe it's her daughter's car whatever but then i think didn't we like look it up and her daughter was like 12 or something so yeah that didn't play Yeah, it was like her car. And I was kind of like, wow, this is all this is all just a lie and a sham. This is just a fucking, you know, this is not to say that people on that show don't have money, but I don't think everybody had like that. Bethany Frankel. Good for her. She made she made her way in the world. But in the beginning, she had nothing. Mm -hmm. I think she even talks about the fact that she was like broke a lot of the time. Yeah, in the beginning, she had like nothing. And now she like made herself into like an empire. Chat. I follow that, her on TikTok. The most, I think she had a talk show, which is just terrible. I think she's a good personality, though. But the most brilliant idea she had was that skinny margarita shit. Mm-hmm. That's what really caught on with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we're looking at a real expose. Although I have to tell you, and I really, I, I believe this. The and I, I believe in, I believe in journalism. I think that one of the biggest problems we're facing in society is there's no there's no more true genuine journalism anymore. Like back in the day there was there was integrity and there was I got to have two sources, it's got to be backed up, it's got to be a real story. We've really lost that. And there's crowdsourced journalism which can be good at times, sometimes it cannot be good. But you look at some of these outlets right now and you know, it used to be the um, what was the one where they always had the lists? Shit. List? What kind of list? Yeah, there was always like the it was like popular 10, 15 years ago. It was like an Internet site. 
No, it just went right out of my head. Anyway, he had these websites coming up and they were just getting like these massive clicks and all this stuff. And, you know, they were doing, they started doing these stories and they would just be barely stories. They wouldn't have sources. They wouldn't have double sources. You know, they wouldn't be able to confirm things. And they would just put stuff up and they were getting massive numbers and they were kicking the shit out of the New York Times and the Washington Post and Fox News and all these, you know. And until these places decided, well, we're just going to do that. And now you look at some of the things that the New York Times is doing or, um, you know, some of these other like, you know, quasi news outlets and some of the more serious news outlets. And you go this they're just doing this stuff for clicks. You know, they know if they write about Travis Kelsey or if they write about, you know, whatever, they're just going to get a lot of eyes and attention and it's just going to help them sell ads on their site. And that's it. You know, so it's like you can't really protect. I think it was just earlier today that um, Twitter or X took away uh, the New York Times verification uh, badge because they feel like at this point they're just doing stuff for clicks. I mean, this is the Uh fucking New York Times. It's the goddamn paper of record. Yeah. You you know, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy, but they're all doing it. The Washington Post is doing it. You know, listen, there's still great journalists out there. But not every, you know, not every department in the journalism in the paper is a fucking real thing. Some of them are out there just to get some fucking clicks and shit. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a tough time where we're at with it all. But um, I don't know. You still need real, real journalism. You know, you still need real. You do. You 100% you do. Anyway, let's talk about this 15-year revenge plan, Cuddles. Oh, God. I'm happy because I didn't. Even, I saw this headline. I'm like, oh, this will be fun to talk about. Then I didn't read it, and you were like, did you hear about this story? So oh, you're going to tell us all about God. the 15-year revenge plan. So this is amazing, okay? Every woman out there, this she is, she is making us proud, and every man out there should watch himself. So a woman will, her name is Linda Hurd, finds her on TikTok. Awesome. Chef's chef's kiss. So this is like a revenge. So like 15 years ago, her and her friends are at like a comedy show. Her friend gets up and her chair falls back and hits a guy and, you know, his drink spills on him. And this girl, is her friend, is apologizing. I'm sorry. Let me buy you a drink. This asshole of a guy calls her a stupid fat bitch. And then he spits on her. Horrible piece of shit. Hmm. So her friend, you know, goes to the bathroom. And the friend is starts screaming at the guy. And he calls her an ugly bitch. So... If I can tell you about women is that we are petty as fuck, okay? So this friend, you know, she goes home and she goes on Facebook and she finds his profile. Now, 15 years ago, everyone is like, oh, you know, this is my like, this is my like, this, I love this show, this, this, and this. That is his downfall. So she finds everything that he likes. And she goes on every single site that has spoilers. Everyone. And she sets up fakes, 
like fake Facebook accounts. And she continues to send this guy because she found him. She sends him the spoilers for all his favorite shows. <laughs> okay, genius. Hello, this woman is a genius. Let's put her on a pedestal. So she spent on a weekly basis. She is doing this to this man. He gets so freaking mad and she's doing it for months. Okay. If I can say one thing about women, we will go for months to years with our revenge. We, we don't give a fuck. We are so petty. <laughs> so she was in class. She was in college. She's in class one day. She is in hey, her poly science class, a political science class. And who is in her class? The guy. This, this douchebag. Oh, my God. And guess what? He's that, you know, that asshole in class that argues over everything. You just want him to shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. This is him. So, you know, he starts, you know, talking and gets her pissed off. So one day in class, she sees him pull up a PowerPoint, you know, presentation, and she looks at the name, the username at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So she, she sees that because, like, we see everything. Babe, you know me. Yeah. I see everything. We see everything. Mm -hmm. She takes that username. She goes and she researches that username. She finds it on Reddit. She searches that on Reddit. She, everything. She finds out his interests again. Because <laughs> at this point on Facebook, there's a lot more like, you know, if you're not friends with him, you can't see his interest anymore. You can't see what he's posting anymore. Now she has his Reddit. So she finds his interest. She's like, this is it, motherfucker. I'm going to do it again. She goes and she gets the spoilers for all his new interests. And she sends it to him. He is getting crazy. He's getting mad. She just keeps laughing. He keeps blocking all these Facebook accounts that she keeps opening. And she just keeps doing it and doing it and doing it. Okay, so after a while, she's like, okay. She stops. She moves on. Well... Eight years later, eight, eight fucking years later, he pops up. He is engaged now to a friend of a friend. Okay. So, you know, she's going to see everything. So she's like, oh, let me see what he's been up to. She goes back to Reddit. She puts that same username in that she got when she saw his PowerPoint program eight years before. Oh, my God. Right? We do not forget anything. I know what you did on our second date 25 minutes into the date. Okay? So, she goes on Reddit. She finds pictures of him. And he is passing these pictures off as him and his fiancée. Now, he is, in fact, engaged, but the girl that's in the pictures with him on Reddit is not his fiance. 
So she, you know, cause we, as a female, you know, we, t- we help each other out. We have each other's back. There is a big girl code. I noticed that you guys. Girl code, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's That's a lot of, is. there's a lot of videos and posts. I saw one this morning. This girl is like, I'm in this car with this guy. And she goes into the, you know, like the little pocket in the door. Mm-hmm. Pulls out a hair clip. She's like, look what I found in the door. She's, oh, he's got a girlfriend. She pans the car and goes, any 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 ladies recognize this car? It had like 40 million shares on it. Like the, <laughs> like the women love to just expose a shitty asshole. And good for them. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, yeah. I mean, guys are stupid. One, you know? 100%. Yeah. So she takes all of these pictures and all this information she gets off Reddit. And she messages... His actual fiance. Now it's been a couple years because again, it's, you know, two or three years from when it happened in the beginning and then eight years. She finds out the real fiance thanked her. She thanked her after she sent her all that. They broke up. His engagement was broken up. The fiance that she sent the pictures to is now married and has children and is very happy and is living her best life because she listened to girl code and he is a miserable piece of shit. So 15 years (laughs) of revenge. This should tell you men don't fuck with us because you think the FBI and the CIA are bad. Do not, do not fuck with a female because we will do and we will wait and we will forget our revenge. 15 years of just lying in the weeds waiting. Yeah, That's amazing. This girl, it, oh my God. Oh, this, That's... I'm telling you, I am telling you, this is like, this is admirable. I am like, this is the epitome of fuck around and find out. <laughs> okay. This is so admirable. And I have to say to that woman, God bless you. She is doing Jesus's work. <laughs> I feel like there's a movie here uh, starring oh, Catherine 100. Heigl, right? Oh, I mean, oh, 100%. I just, somebody call Catherine Heigl and I get a producer and we'll have this made in, in six months. We'll have it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rhoda's Her got and it. Drew Barrymore. Her horror Drew, yeah, whoever's available at the time. Well, Drew's in or bed. Or both. Oh, Drew can be the friend. She could be the friend that the, the one that's engaged <clears throat> and says thank you. She fits that perfect. No, who's the fucking friend? Oh, who was that woman? We just saw her in the movie with Paul Giamatti. She is like the quintessential friend. Give me two seconds and I'm going to have it for everybody. Um, she is like the friend in every one of these romantic comedy movies, like nonstop. What was the one that we just saw? Uh, shit on Netflix. Remember they were trying to have the baby. Scarlett Johansson. No, 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 no. no. They were trying to have Jake Gyllenhaal's sister. No, that's not her. I don't know then. Oh, this is going to kill me. Why isn't this on fucking IMDb? Killing me, IMDb. Did anybody see this? Anybody in the live chat have this? It was Paul Giamatti 
and this woman who is in everything. Oh, oh she's a comedian. No, I don't think she's a comedian. She's an no, actress. No, and w- wasn't it a family member? They wanted her to be the surrogate. Is that the movie we're talking about? Yes, Catherine Hahn. Oh, yes, yes. Because wasn't she the friend in? No, she wasn't the friend. Was she the friend in Vic? Um, in Julia, Julia. She's Julia the and Ju- fucking okay. friend in everything. Okay, she's funny. She is, and she's great. She is always the friend. She's always the friend. I feel like none of these pictures are good pictures, but Catherine Hahn, everybody Google Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn is always the friend. We're going to get Heigl. We're going to get both Catherines. Uh, let me see here. What's her fucking IMDb? All the movies she's Catherine Hahn is she's I think she like look she's starring in shit now and rightfully so she's great but for a while wasn't she in Twenty Seven Dresses too maybe hmm. where she, she was like the friend no Twenty Seven Dresses was two sisters Bad Moms oh uh, yeah she was the friend in Bad Moms yep hmm. She's funny that way. That's one of those movies. I don't think we saw that one. Where the Millers, she was the friend. Uh, she was in the newsroom? I don't remember that. Me neither. Our idiot brother, how do you know? Friend, friend. Stepbrother, she played the wife of the brother, remember? Yeah. Kind of, again, the friend role. She's in The Holiday. Love the holiday. Love she's the she's the friend in Anchorman. She's the friend in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Step Brothers, like yeah, serial friend. She's the fucking friend. She's the fucking friend in everything. I love her. Anyway, wow. So that's kind of crazy. Fifteen years. So now the guy's that's it. He got dumped. Yep. Like Rhoda said, hell has no fury like the wrath of a woman. No shit. That's why I don't fuck around with women. You fuck around and find out. They're not gonna forget shit. I don't mess you're broken. Exactly. Women I do are not broken. Anything. Yes. But that doesn't mean they're non functioning. They will still fuck some shit up. Especially dumb easy targets, which tends to be men. Very one hundred percent. You guys are fucking stupid. You just don't get it. Very stupid. Very easy targets. All right, uh J Sabs is um I don't know what she's doing, but she's uh, she's trying to make it. I don't think she's going to make it. This was her topic, which is what what is the average person in America? How many uh, partners have they had? How many uh, sexual encounters have they had in their lifetime? Take a guess on that number. This was a uh, I want to see some guesses in the live chat and on the replay in the comments. Let me know the guesses is a fun little game to play along with. How many people do you think the average American has slept with? This was a survey done by uh, Nap Lab. They compiled data from various sources to come up with this list of the most promiscuous countries in the world. Uh, just in case you're curious, I'll give you some hints. America landed at number 15 in promiscuity. 15. Wow. Yeah. Can you take a guess at what the average number is 
that people have slept with? Eight. Cuddles says eight. Bird says 20. Renee says 22. Uh, Renee and Bird getting out there a little bit. DJ Shenanigans says nine. Robin says 18. He's up there with Bird and Renee getting out there. April 12, Dr. Dex 16, Onion 12. Um, average AOA 50, average American 8. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda like 6. Now, I let me say this. First of all, I think everybody lies about this number. Yes. Second of all, I think that this any list is going to be, you know, not not so true. Yes. Um what did you say cuddles 8? I said eight. I tend to go with Brenda a little more and say everybody's in that four to six range. Uh, But according to this list, 10.7, which means most on average Americans have slept with 10 people and somebody who's not that tall. 10.7 people. And Uh, a, we don't, what are they? Little little person. Little people. So 10, 10. People and a little person. Yeah, and now I feel like that's okay. high. I, I feel like that's on the highs. I feel like that's that's most Americans who are at five or six and go yeah ten, or at seven or eight and go yeah, twelve. I feel like there's always a little padding in you, there. You always ra- you you round up. Well, it's funny that you say that. Paige just said women count down, men count up. Women round down, Dang. men round up. Yeah, you see how fucked up that is? Men have to feel like they've done, like, the more, the better. And the women are like, oh, the less, the better. That's fucked mm-hmm. up. It is. It's an unfair, it's an unfair uh, societal whatever. Oh, point seven is foreplay? Okay, teacher. <laughs> point seven is four. Point seven is whiskey dick. Point seven, it's, it kind of started <laughs> and then it fizzled out. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it was like they tried... But Uh, yeah, didn't quite work out. Um, Yeah. So 10.7, the average American is what they say Uh, on par with Canada. Must be something in our water. They're around uh, 10.7 as well. Um, They say folks from Mexico, less promiscuous than the U.S. with an average citizen down there sleeping with nine people. Uh, Brits less likely to have as many sex partners, 9.8 on average. Spain, 6.1. Polish, 6. Chinese, 3. So what they're saying is Americans, we're all whores? I think what they're saying is the Chinese are the only honest people. Yeah. (laughs) Chinese are like 3. And they're like, you know, know you're supposed to add. You're supposed to just make it up a little bit. Yeah, they're like, no, 3. Yeah. Americans, they're sitting there with 3 going, I don't know, (laughs) 10? You know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, let me see. They have we have relatively low numbers of citizens believed to having premarital sex being morally acceptable. So there you go. Sixty five percent of U.S. citizens thought it was okay to get steamy in the sheets before you were wed. Does that even still matter to people? I don't know. Maybe it's because we're uh, old. But I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely put the fear of God into I our think children. It, yeah. Well, I think to the evangelical event. How, how do you call them? If Evangel- evangelist evangelical evangel that's it evangelical i mm-hmm. think it matters to them 
Um, to everyone else, it doesn't. In France, it doesn't fucking matter. 94% said it was not a big deal at all. Not a moral issue no, whatsoever. No, I don't even think a lot of them get married. They just have partners. Yeah, they're out there, they're out there just fucking like crazy. They're fucking smart. French people got it on. Australia was named the most promiscuous country in the world, with the average citizen sleeping with 13.3 people and 81% of residents approving of sex before marriage. Well, Prostitution just, is legal in Australia? They're just one big orgy in that company. Yeah, they sure country. are. Well, look how far away they are from everything else. They're like, who gives a shit? Exactly. We're stuck on this island. We might as well fuck a lot. Yeah, we have all these crazy spiders and all these fucking things that can kill us. You better, like, just enjoy life as we, you know. You never know we're going to get stung by that crazy big spider. Let's go and let's go upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, good point. There's some fucked up shit there. (laughs) Uh, The STD rate, which was also part of this survey, STD rate in Australia, 14,000 454 per 100,000 citizens, while it's far higher in the U.S. at 19,900 per 100,000 citizens. So we're just lazy whores. Yeah, we don't we even want to put on condoms. We we're cannot just lazy put a condom. fucking whores. Agree. Cannot put a condom on. No time for it. Okay. No we're time just, for it. We're just doing really great, aren't we? Yeah. Now, Paul's got a good point here. How much of this sex is due to these signs in people's homes that say live, love, laugh? That's what I'd like to know. (laughs) It's a good point, Paul. Those signs are probably responsible for a lot of children. That or those signs that say love lives here. Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. What was that sign that was went viral? This is Pound Town. Remember in the bedroom Mm. of the. The house on Zillow. We will never have a sign like that. Just know that. You know, we have to talk about um, everybody. I meant to bring this up during Real Housewives. It's too late now. We got to end the podcast cuddles. Um, Andy Cohen banging John Mayer. Everybody seems <gasps> to think these two are fucking. They build yeah. like a house together. Like John Mayer That's moved into his saying. house. Yeah. yeah it's like, like they bought a house together. Like they're together. It's crazy because uh, Mayor there was slaying a lot of chicks, laying yeah, a lot of pipe. Yeah, I, I, I think that's all fucking fake. I think they're together. Just be open. Be, it, it would be like you and fucking Frank buying a house together. Like, it's just fucking weird. Weird or a dream come true? I don't know. I don't think you. I don't think you both could live together. I think you both would kill each other. No, we couldn't live together. We, we couldn't. <laughs> We definitely could not. There is an age where you just like is when we were younger, like we'd go away, we'd share we would be like six guys in a hotel room, you know, we'd be fucking drinking and farting and you know. Yeah. Now, wait, you used to go to Atlantic City and go crazy and, and like you said, six but now if they want a room with more than two people in a room, will you go? No, it would never happen. I don't, I think we're even beyond two people in a room. I think every guy would be like, I'm getting my own room. I don't want you anywhere fucking near me. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We're at that point in our lives where we're like, no, I'm not sharing a bed. I'm not spooning to Selena. Um, 
Um, and uh, that's it. All right, now I have to tell that story. Okay. We were at a bachelor party, I think. I don't even remember anymore. I think it was Atlantic City. And again, it was one of those situations where there was like six guys in the room. We used to like bring blow up beds and put it on the floor and bring the cot in and all the crazy, stupid shit. And it would be like two dudes to a bed. You know, you would you would just crash. One would go <laughs> under the covers. One would go above, uh, you know, and you'd just be just drunk and you'd sleep it off for the night. So uh, me and a buddy, we were in the same bed and we get up in the morning and he puts the TV on and it's <laughs> it's the Selena movie. <laughs> and the two of us just laid in bed and watched the entire <laughs> Selena movie. <laughs> oh, everybody, everybody in the room was sleeping. <laughs> and we're just like, we're like the channel. We're like, oh, look at this part. She's so talented. She was just so talented. <laughs> What a shame this was. <laughs> and so oh, I uh, this. oh my god, and I just can't. It was a good oh. movie. And Jennifer Lopez played a hell of a role in that movie. Oh, it's just two dudes sharing a bed watching a film together. What are you gonna do? You know? Two dudes sharing <laughs> a bed, mooning, <laughs> watching Selena. We're just like, she's so look at this. Look at that piece of shit. Who killed her? What a piece of shit. You know, we're just getting all angry in bed together. <laughs> the whole oh. the room smells like liquor and farts and you know, somebody puked. And like feet. Yeah, with feet. It's just everybody's like sweating in the club, and then they just go right into bed. Just disgustingness. Just awful disgustingness. And you are there snuggling watching Selena. <laughs> We weren't snuggling. Oh, don't we fucking weren't. lie. You know you were spooning. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh. shit. That happens. In fact, I put that in my uh, average. I, I counted that as people <laughs> slept with. <laughs> That's how I got the 10.7. I counted that one morning during the Selena movie, you know. All right, Cuddles. That's all I got. You got anything else? I have nothing else. All right. Well, I appreciate you being here. You were great as always. Oh, I love being here. Thank you for having me. Um, if you want to see Cuddles Weekend Cocktail, it's the Lemon Drop. It's the Cuddles Lemon Drop. It's up on our Instagram right now. Uh, go there. It's Anthony's Faves on Instagram. That's Anthony's Faves on Instagram. You can get the link at anthonyonair.com. Uh, don't forget, it is Stillbirth Awareness Month. JSAB's charity that's very close to her heart. We are uh, raising awareness and raising funds. You can click the link in the description and uh, go on over to the donate page. Find the uh, team Diana Hope if you can uh, donate under that. But under any any circumstance, the donation is uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, and of course, uh, Oval the book by Erin is still available in uh, store in uh, um, Amazon. You could order that with the link in the description as well. We also have our merch link in there if you'd like, and the link to become a member. 19 months for bird thank you so much to her and all our Woo! members catch you guys on the next one show me potato salad have a great weekend everybody enjoy Maybe we it should go now go ahead. <laughs>